0: Christian Heritage Ministry in cooperation with Fuller Seminary proudly presents the Old Fashioned Revival Hour, a broadcast of the Gospel with Dr. Charles Eiffel.
1: the oh, The All right, let's
2: stand sing the heavenly sunshine. An introduction like that, you just ought to raise the roof. And if you sing through the first time, turn around shake hands with as many as possible. Now, really
1: lift it up. Heavenly song.
2: Before we bow in prayer, I want to ask you this question. Is your name written down in the Lamb's Book of Life? Thank God if it is, but if it isn't, you're without hope, without Christ, and without God, a lost soul. My earnest prayer is today that you may be washed in the precious blood of Christ and be loosed from your sins and become a new creation in him. You know, we love him, that is, those who are new creations. We love him because he first loved us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And as we bow in prayer in a moment, those of you in this visible audience outside of Christ and those listening in, will you not give your hearts to Christ? Let's bow in prayer, and every believer pray. Our Father, we thank Thee that Thou didst so love the world, that Thou didst give Thine only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And we thank Thee that Thou art not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And him that cometh unto Thee, Thou hast said, Thou wilt in no wise cast out. Father, we pray now that the Holy Spirit may point thousands to the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sinners of the world. And many experience right now, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, the great miracle of regeneration, passing from death unto life and becoming new creations through Christ. Make this broadcast and make, make it a blessing the world over. In these trying, difficult, fearful, perilous times, and may many be saved, for we ask it in Christ's name. Amen. (music)
0: My soul, the lily of the valley, in Him alone I see, all I need to cleanse and make me fully whole. In sorrow He's my comfort, in trouble He's my stay. He tells me every care on Him to roll. Hallelujah, He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star, He's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul. He'll never, never leave me, nor yet forsake me here While I live by faith and do His blessed will I all of fire about me, I've nothing now to fear With His manner He my hungry soul shall fill Then sweeping up to glory, we'll see His blessed face Where rivers of delight shall ever roll Hallelujah, he's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. He's the fairest of ten thousand. I trust in God, I know He cares for me. On Mountain i to...
2: listening to the old-fashioned revival hour from the Municipal Auditorium at Long Beach, California. Charles E. Buller speaking. And quickly open to the twenty-fourth chapter of Matthew, speaking on the budding of the fig tree. Next Lord's day, if he tarry, speaking on perilous times, you should be warned. And the Bible says to warn and to rebuke with all long suffering. You should know what God's Word has to say regarding these closing days and their characteristics, and be ready for the Lord's return. Twenty-fourth of Matthew. This Olivet Discourse, a great prophecy, was spoken by the Lord just before Calvary in answer to three questions propounded by his disciples. And this discourse sets forth the general characteristics of the days between the cross and the Lord's second coming. In the sixth verse, he speaks of wars and rumors of wars. And the word rumors carries with it great discussions. In other words, there'll be a, a great discussions of wars. Have you ever heard so many discussions concerning war as you have in the past month? Think it over. This sets forth the thought of intense discussions of war. Truly, these are the days of intensified discussions of the possibilities of war. Then in Matthew 24, 7, when nation begins to rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, coupled with famines, pestilences, and earthquakes, that is, when the global aspect of war rises with an increase of famines, then bear in mind, all these are the beginning of sorrows. And anybody that has the nerve to teach that the world is getting better and the onward and upward progress of man is simply blinded, I just give it to you straight, I'm an old-fashioned long-haired preacher, even though I had my hair cut short. <laughs> when these begin to come to pass, then the following events, according to Matthew 24, will come to pass with great rapidity. I'm not saying when. The abomination of desolation, verse 15. The worldwide preaching of the gospel of the kingdom. The great tribulation of verse 21, for then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time known or ever shall be. The sudden appearance of many false prophets, verse 24. And then verse 27 and on, the Son of Man, returning from heaven in power and great glory, and every eye shall see him. Then, according to verse 32, now learn the parable of the fig tree. The Lord sets forth a parable, an illustration, an illustration which gives us a marker, a guidepost, a sign to tell us just exactly where we are in God's plans and dealings with this sin-cursed earth and the nations which have forgotten God. Let me read it to you. These are solemn days. Now learn the parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. So likewise, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near even at the doors. Unfortunately, the word it should be translated he in the revived. Know that he is near even at the doors. That is, in his return. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, and anybody that sets dates is untrustworthy. No, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. And we'll speak upon the balance of those verses as the days of Noah on the days of Lot next Lord's day, Lord willing. Now, here we have the budding of the fig tree. And in this connection, I'm giving it to you slowly with much emphasis because I want it to be driven home. We make a very broad statement in connection with verse 32 of Matthew 24. That this budding of the fig tree refers to God's dealings with one race, one people, one nation, that is the twelve tribes of Israel, the natural descendants of Jacob, not the Anglo-Saxons, not the Christian Church, not Great Britain, not United States, but simply and exclusively the natural descendants of one man, Jacob, whom God called Israel, according to Second Kings 1734. the descendants of the twelve sons of Jacob called Israel, have been chosen or elected by God for a specific purpose, as a channel through which God might plan to bless the world and to recover the human race from the effects of the fall, and to fill the earth with his glory. Now, in order that this great and mighty nation may fulfill its high and glorious destiny, Jehovah God gave a grant of land to Abraham and to his seed forever, secured by a perpetual covenant for an everlasting possession. For we read, in Genesis seventeen seven and eight as follows I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee, in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a god unto thee and to thy seed after thee, and I will give unto thee and thy seed after thee all the land of Canaan for an everlasting procession, and I will be their God. God says that. That settles it. Furthermore, take your Bibles now and turn to Jeremiah, the 31st chapter, please. I want you to see this in God's own word. I'm not giving you the speculations or imaginations of men. But I'm giving you thus saith the Lord Je- jeremiah thirty one thirty five to thirty seven thus saith the Lord, which giveth the sun for a light, by day and the ordinance of the moon, and of the stars for a light by night, which divideth the sea when the waves thereof roar, the Lord of hosts is his name. now notice if Those ordinances depart from before me, saith the Lord. Then the seed of Israel also shall cease from being a nation before me forever. Thus saith the Lord, if heaven above can be measured and the foundations of earth searched out beneath, I will also cast off all the seed of Israel for all that they have done saith the Lord, now wait, Israel's preservation throughout the ages as a distinct people is guaranteed in the simplest, clearest, strongest language, as I've just read to you in jeremiah thirty one thirty five to thirty seven now furthermore, according to matthew twenty four thirty four this Generation, verily I say unto you, this generation, race, people, nation, shall not pass. And the literal translation is, by no means till all these things be fulfilled. And I say to you that the great miracle of ages is that God, through all of the wars and persecutions and killings, and scattering has preserved Israel, distinct, yet scattered among the nations. And in Deuteronomy the 28th chapter, a long chapter by the way, 68 verses in length, we find two mountain peaks of teaching that though the land of Canaan was given to Abraham and his seed forever, listen, the enjoyment or actual possession of that land depended upon Israel's obedience to God's laws or commandments. Is that clear? You may be saved and the enjoyment of your salvation depended upon your confession of sin and obedience to God's Word and to walk in the light. Same principle applies. And so we read in the 28th, of Deuteronomy shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all His commandments which I command thee this day that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Then follows a list of blessings. Thou shall be blessed in the field, the fruit of thy body and the fruit of the ground. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. And that little nation, surrounded by great, powerful nations, as long as Israel was obedient she was more than conquerors over against the unrush of the enemies. But notice the 15th verse of the 28th of Deuteronomy. But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Cursed shall be thy city. Cursed shall be thy field, the fruit of thy body. And the Lord shall send the cursing, vexation and rebuke. And notice, 23rd verse, And the heaven that is over thy head shall be brass, and the earth that is under thee shall be iron. The Lord shall make the rain of thy land powder and dust, from heaven it shall come down upon thee until I be destroyed. One of the miracles is, for nearly 2,000 years, the land of Cana has been almost drought-stricken until recently. And the average rainfall recently has increased from 3 or 4 inches per year up to over 20. One of the signs. But now notice. Go on and read the balance of that chapter. And then the 63rd verse of that chapter. And it shall come to pass that as the Lord rejoiced over you to do good and to multiply you so the Lord will rejoice, strange language, over you to destroy you and to bring you to naught. And you shall be plucked up from off the land whether thou goest to possess it. And the Lord shall scatter thee among all people. From one end of the earth even unto the other. And there thou shalt serve other gods. Which neither thou nor thy fathers have known. And among these nations thou shalt find no ease. Neither shall the sole of thy foot have rest. But the Lord shall give thee there a trembling heart. And a failing of eyes. And sorrow of mind. Thus saith the Lord. Now notice, Israel, instead of being obedient, nation became disobedient, stiff-necked, a rebellious people. And the cursings of Deuteronomy twenty-eight fifteen to the end of the chapter have been and are being fulfilled. Their disobedience or disobedient heart has led them over the centuries to do three things. First, to become an idolatrous nation. Second, to reject God's Son, for He came unto His own, and His own received Him not. And third, according to the book of Acts, especially from the 17th chapter on, their forbidding of the gospel of grace going to the Gentiles. And so in the last chapter of Acts, the Holy Spirit sums it up as follows. For the heart of this people, Israel, is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they closed, lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. Be it known, therefore, unto you, that the salvation of God is sent unto the Gentiles, and they will hear it. And the olive branch, Israel, was broken off. And the wild olive branch, contrary to nature, was grafted in. And I say to you on the authority of God's word that the times of the Gentiles are about fulfilled, run its course, and that breaking off of the wild olive branch may occur at any moment. And Israel redrafted. Read the to Romans. Now, for nearly 2,000 years, this people, Israel, has been scattered among the nations of earth. But wait, we're on holy ground. In May 1948, three years ago, an event took place, an event which hardly caused a ripple upon the muddy waters of this old world. Yet in the eyes of God, in the eyes of His blood-bought ones, who have the prophetic word as a lamp that shineth in a dark place, is an event of eternal importance. For in May 1948, Israel, after 2,000 years of wandering, no rest for the sole of her feet, and according to Hosea 3, abiding many days without a king, without a prince, without an effort, they will begin to return. They began to return really before May 1948, since 1948, the acceleration has been tremendous. But in May 1948, listen to me, Israel was granted a place among the United Nations as a nation among nations for the first time in 2,000 years. And I say to you with all the conviction of my heart, beloved, this is the budding of the fig tree I believe it. Follow me. Two thousand years ago or thereabouts, some wise men came from the east and they said to the Pharisees and to the Israelites of that day, Where is he that is born King of the Jews? We've seen his star. What followed? The religious leaders of that day thumbed the pages of the Old Testament, went back into a prophecy and said, Why, he'll be born... In Bethlehem of Judea, did it cause a ripple or a change of heart on the part of the religious leaders of those days? No. Herod was the only one that seemed to be troubled. For he reasoned within himself that if there is to be a new king of the Jews, I will cause all the male children up to a certain age to be slain to prevent anyone taking the throne. From under me. Now wait. Did the budding of the fig tree. In May 1948. Cause a ripple. No. But I say to you. As it was in the days of Jesus birth. We are now seeing right before our very eyes. The budding of the fig tree. And I tell you. That when the fig tree begins to bud fruit appears. Things come to pass with great rapidity. And I say on the authority of God's Word, Matthew 24, that the beginning of sorrows will come to pass with great rapidity. You may not agree with me. I love you just the same. Listen. Nations feverishly preparing for war. The beating of pruning hooks into spears. Plowshares into swords. Rumors of wars. Discussion of wars on all sides. Nations confederating for mutual protection, men's hearts failing with fear. And I began to see now how the woes and judgments of Revelation 6-19 to so vividly set forth there can truly and literally come to pass. So I close the broadcast. And I say to you, awake, thou that sleepest. The day of your redemption draweth nigh. The night is far spent. The day of Christ is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. Let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the days, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envy, but put ye on the Lord Jesus, walking in the light as he is in the light. For behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Beloved, it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. Friend, outside of Christ, the time is short. God is not willing that you should perish Are you tired and sick of wandering about no rest, no peace, no place of refuge, no shepherd to guide you? I say to you, come to the fountain for cleansing. Come to the shepherd of your eternal soul. He awaits your decision now. Will you say to Him, I believe. I receive Christ as my personal Savior. Let's bow our heads in prayer. How about it, friends, outside of Christ in the radio audience? This is Charles E. Fuller bidding you goodbye and God's richest blessing upon you.
1: Amen every soul, my